0: Well, there are two times in the year that the priest is forced to wear pink. The first is Gavete Sunday during Advent, and the second is Laetare Sunday during Lent. And it's a test of the priest's own security in his masculinity, and uh, it only happens twice a year, so i got to do it. It's actually not pink, though, it's rose, so Father Leo tells me. I'm not sure if I believe him, but in any event... He says it's rose, okay. So it's a color to celebrate a special day, and the theme of the day is rejoice. And if we notice in our parable of the prodigal son, the father says today we must rejoice because your brother who was dead is now alive. And uh, what this is about is the joy that comes from God's forgiveness, that flows from his mercy, that flows from his love. But, this rejoicing cannot take place, and it can't be a reality in any of our lives, unless first there is repentance. So we see that with the son. He was dead, and then he came to himself. He says, what am I doing? I'm going to turn my life around, and I'm going to go back to my father, who symbolizes God, and the mercy of God that's come to us through Jesus. And it's relevant, especially for those who have on their souls unrepentant mortal sin. Mortal sin, because mortal sin kills the life of God that's in us. And before the person who has unrepentant mortal sin on their soul can rejoice in God's forgiveness and mercy, they must repent. That's part and parcel of the whole forgiveness process, is repentance. Now, two weeks ago, I gave a very intense homily on hell. And I'm going to give you another intense one, okay? It's Lent right now. I'm going to cool off come Easter time, all right? But I'm going to give you one more intense homily and uh, talk about mortal sin, okay? So what I've done is I've printed out some examinations of conscience, a very brief one. It's actually really brief. You might, it might look like it's a lot, but it's brief. And you can find them on the, near the exits. I kind of, in a very obnoxious way, I put the table right in the center of the aisle. So grab one on your way out and grab one on the way out over there. And uh, so let's talk about mortal sin. First of all, what constitutes a mortal sin? Well, mortal sin sends us to hell if you die in it. Okay? But for a sin to be mortal, there's got to be three conditions. Three conditions. First condition is that it's got to be a serious or grave Sin. The second condition is that the person who commits the grave sin, they gotta know that it's a grave sin. Okay, so they gotta have full knowledge of what they're doing. And the third condition is that the person who commits the grave sin's gotta do so freely. Usually if you fully know what you're doing, you do it freely, but sometimes there's circumstances maybe you're half asleep or you're you know, you got you're drugged up or whatever where your freedom is limited, but for the most part, if you fully know what you're doing, you do it freely. In any event, those are the three conditions, okay? It's got to be grave sin, full knowledge, full freedom. Warning. the So there's this whole thing of like, if you don't know it's a grave sin, it gets you off the hook. That holds true only for those whose ignorance is not the result of laziness or willful denial. Okay, sometimes people, they have a doubt about whether or not something's a mortal sin and they kind of just don't want to like look into it. So they sort of just block it off in their mind and they ignore it. Don't want to do that, okay? You don't get, you don't, you're not off the hook with that one. That is a a willful ignorance that you're going to be guilty for, okay? So if you have a doubt about whether or not something is a mortal sin, you have a grave obligation to resolve your doubt so that your conscience can be clear. How do you do that? You do that by consulting people who know what they're talking about, and you do that by reading. Unfortunately, sometimes you might go to one priest, and he'll tell you one thing. You go to another priest, telling you something else. It's terrible. Sometimes it happens. Okay, when that happens to you, you have the obligation to continue to pursue to find out what the church teaches. All right, we live. In, this is not a Mickey Mouse organization. We're a part of. It's the Catholic Church. We've got massive resources. The doctrine of the church is very clear, and it's very well published. It's catechisms. Get online. Go to EWTN. they got more resources than you could possibly imagine. Ask the priests who are giving you the opinions what the reasons are behind their opinions. I know for myself, if you want to ask me an opinion, I'm not flippant about it. I give you evidence. I can give you more evidence than you could probably read in a lifetime for the the different sins that I'm talking about here. Okay? So let's start with the tough ones first. I'm going to go to the back of this examination. Am I cohabitating with my girlfriends or boyfriends? Okay? Very widespread practice today. It's a grave sin for a number of reasons. Okay? Can't get into all the reasons, but for a number of reasons, it's a grave sin. If you're a parent, have I in any way encouraged or enabled my son or daughter in their cohabitation? Have I let them sleep in the same room in my house? Very common today. Have I, as a Catholic, attempted to enter into a marriage before a justice of the peace? All right. If you're a baptized Catholic, marriage is a sacrament. It falls under the purview of the church. you gotta, you got to do it the church's way. You can't go out with the civil authorities and get a marriage. It's not recognized in God's eyes, as well as the church's eyes. Have I, without a truly just reason, sought to obtain a civil divorce from my spouse? Now, a few months ago, I gave talk on divorce, and there are specific and limited circumstances within which a Catholic can seek to be separated from their spouse, even pursuing the civil effects of that separation. It's possible, but it's not something you just go off and do on your own judgment. If it's a case of abuse, there's various circumstances that might justify it. In any event, you have to do it in consultation with your, with your parish priests. You've got to be very transparent, Okay. Uh, and communicate with your parish priests. If you've been divorced, or if you've sought a divorce and you've t- attained it, have you sought to enter into a civil marriage after that divorce? Grace sin. Okay, this stuff is really sensitive. Uh, this topic in particular is the most difficult topic that any parish priest has got to deal with. All right? And uh, I'm speaking uh, out of love. I've given my life for you guys, for the salvation of your souls, I'm interested in saving my soul and not going to hell, going to heaven. And I want that all for you. I want to rejoice with all of you. I want to party with you. Just like in our parable, I want to party and dance with you guys in, in God's forgiveness and in heaven. But that's not going to happen until we get things straightened out, okay? So I implore you, if you're on your second marriage or whatever it is, you got an irregular pattern, please come to me and I can promise you if you cooperate with me, if you work with me, we'll get you on a path heading in the right direction, okay, towards salvation. So that's the most touchy issues, for sure. And there is, a lot of it is entanglement, economic entanglements, difficult stuff. But it's, it's got to be done with a, with a conversation with your, with your parish priest. Okay, let's go on with some chastity issues. Have I failed to correct or train my children in regard to chastity when there was evident need of it? Okay. Are your kids spending hours alone with their boyfriend or girlfriend? What's going on? What are you doing? Mom and dad, watch out. Have I, as a teenager, still living under my parents' roof, knowingly placed myself in that situation where your, ch- your chastity could be compromised? You're at a party, or you're alone with someone of the opposite sex for a long time. Your parents call you on the phone, You lie to them, where you are, it's a grave sin. Have I, now this is for married couples, spouses, have I rendered the marital act infertile through the use of artificial contraception? Okay, grave sin. That's blown off by many Catholics today. Have I opted for surgical sterilization? Vasectomy, tubal ligation. Okay, grave sin something that else you got to talk with your pastor about. It's a pretty serious thing. Abortion. Serious issue. A lot of women deal with this. It's not fun. It leaves scars on them mentally oftentimes. There's things out there for healing. Something called Project Rachel. Talk to a priest. You can receive mercy and healing for this. Have I intentionally viewed obscene pictures in magazines, videos, or on the internet? Big problem. I don't think you guys see need to be told that by our priest. Huge issue today, especially with the younger people who are internet savvy. Big, big problem. It's killing our society. Killing us. Okay, let's get to some less intense ones here, okay? <laughs> Have I hated someone to the extent that I actually wish them grave harm? I want their marriage to fall apart. I want them to lose a job. I want them to go to hell. If you really hate someone to that extent, it's a grave sin. Okay? have I seriously damaged the reputation of someone by telling about their grave sins to persons who could not otherwise have known about them and who had no business knowing about them? Okay, that's called detraction. If you detract someone and the matter and the topic is grave, the sin is grave on your part. Have I received communion, confirmation, or matrimony when I'm in a state of grave sin? That itself is a grave sin. Have I missed Mass on Sundays or Holy Days without a sufficient reason? It's a grave sin. Sufficient reasons would be you got medical issues. Okay? You're a nursing mother. You got five kids crawling all over your head. Okay? Sufficient reason to stay back from Mass. You're an older person. You got mobility issues. You just can't get to Mass because you're older. All of that's legitimate. You got a job. They make you work on all available Mass times. Legitimate reason not to go to Mass. Obviously, the church doesn't ask you to do something you can't possibly do. Sports? Not a sufficient reason to miss Mass. Hobbies, laziness, these things? Not a sufficient reason. Okay. Within the sacrament of confession, have I deliberately chosen not to confess a mortal sin? It's a mortal sin to do that, and you don't get forgiven of any of your sins. If you walk in with three mortal sins in your conscience, you confess two and you knowingly, not forget, if you forget, that's a different story, but you knowingly say, I'm not going to confess this one. I'll confess these two, but not that one. You walk out with four mortal sins. Alright? Have I openly denied any doctrine of the Catholic faith? When God speaks, when he reveals something, he's not doing it for his health. It's a Grave sin to deny any revealed truth. Okay? I don't believe in hell. Grave sin, just even thinking that and saying that, especially if you say it out loud to someone. Okay? Have I deliberately ignored, made light of, or ridiculed any of the church's teachings concerning the grave obligations of the moral law? Like contraception, for example. You blow that off as if the church doesn't know what it's talking about? It's a grave sin. Okay? You can't can't do that. God has given the church the authority and the job to make sure that people get to heaven. If the church could be in error about something that's a grave sin, uh, then Jesus has promised that the church would have been annulled and failed. Wouldn't it be true? Jesus says, I'm going to be with the church right to the very end as it preaches the gospel and as it works for the salvation of souls right to the very end. So my brothers and sisters, I love you. This is just the beginning, please. Do an examination of conscience. We've got the Day of Mercy coming up this Wednesday. Okay? Day of Mercy. It's a great time. 12.30 to 7.30. Churches in Auburn, they're open. Get to confession. Get cleaned up. If you've got a sticky marital situation that you're in, a living situation that you're in, communicate with your priests. In the confessional, you're immune. He, doesn't, he can't talk about it outside. Okay? Talk to him, though. I, I advise you, talk to him outside the confessional. So that he can work with you uh, in getting some situation, you know, figured out. I want to rejoice with all of you, my brothers and sisters, but first we've got to repent if we want the joy of Laetare Sunday.